Welcome to this week's weekend Premier League preview. With the top four sewn up, the title race over and a relegation battle that might not go down to the last day after all. It's time for the Sunday League podcast to discuss the most exciting league in the world. Here to discuss it all, firstly the man who's far beside Renaissance might see him make a return to Sunday League. Adam, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. I think I need to uh, retract that statement because I... I uh, can't be bothered with that again now. So please do stop sending me the uh, contracts to play Sunday League football because it, it isn't happening, I'm afraid. I've been uh, inundated with requests. <laughs> What's the drink of choice this evening, Harris? I'm on, I'm on, on Lily's. This one's called Beasting. Uh, it isn't that, that nice. Uh, so unfortunately, I'm going to have to uh, give this one a down vote. Secondly, a man who I cannot confirm or deny is currently looking into changing his name, so he's more closely associated with his favourite lager. Dan, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Uh, a bit like Adam, uh, I mean, inundated with uh, squash sponsorship deals uh, recently, so uh, yeah, trying to work through my hotmail. I'm, I'm still trying to get back to everyone, but yeah, good week so who far. Who still thanks. uses hotmail? <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> Chance, Dan? Uh, no, a different one today. Uh, a C. Arling. <laughs> so, I don't know if you've heard of it. But it's, it's, it's pretty similar, but just as nice. <laughs> oh, boys. Uh, I was out till one in the morning last night watching Man City Arsenal, so I'm pretty tired today. Um, I've, I've gone for another small beer. It's the last day of term tomorrow. Um, I got in from work about seven o'clock, so small beer, sports day tomorrow. I did get into my room. The dog had somehow got into the house and uh, took a dump in my bedroom. So, you know, I'm having a good day. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, without further ado, I, I suppose we crack on. Don't blame it on the dog. Uh, well, yeah, it definitely wasn't me. It was not me. <laughs> it's time for the usual first segment of our preview podcast. Boys, it's called the 90-second review. And after my performance last week, I've decided to retire on a high. And Adam, give you another chance at redemption. So whether it's the end of the title race, Bamford's big miss, Liverpool's European charge, or the rise of Forest, you've got 90 seconds to summarise the midweek action. Are you ready? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm ready. OK, your time starts now. Wolves versus Palace, 2-0 <laughs> win. <laughs> no, uh, Wolves um, put more pressure on Chelsea uh, this week with a 2-0 win over Crystal Palace. Uh, Roy Hodgson's first uh, loss since coming back to uh, Selhurst Park. Um, Aston Villa had a comfortable win over Fulham, who must be back on their holidays. Villa are now uh, continuing their fine form and pushing into the European spots. Good for them. They're giving it a really good go. Leicester Leeds, a very hard-fought hard draw, which could have easily been 2-1 to Leeds if uh, Patrick Bamford could find the net uh, in practically the, the, the last minute of the game. On the uh, same night as that, Burnley won the championship. They've came, come back up, which I still think that there's a chance that they could lose uh, the manager. And if they don't lose the manager, he'll probably get sacked halfway through the year anyway. Uh, Wednesday, the start of the four big matches, Battle of the Bridge, Chelsea versus Brentford. I called it. Brentford were going to win. I called 3-0. It was 2. 
Forest got an impressive win over Brighton, and Man City thanked Arsenal for keeping the top spot warm all season. And obviously, Fury at West Ham as they were denied a last-minute penalty versus Liverpool, which wasn't even looked at to David Moyes' discuss. And Sheffield United clinched the uh, the second promotion spot in the Championship. Uh, and also, Barcelona, they're also joining Fulham on holiday as they lost 2-1 to uh, Real Vallecano last night. I reckon we did, Dan. I felt like I was listening to the results from a final score. <laughs> oh. uh, he went well over, I'm sure. Oh. I've got some bad news, Adam. Oh, no. You know, you know that bit at <laughs> the start where he went really slow? <laughs> what, you didn't count? Did that ruin it? <laughs> you did 95 seconds. Oh. And if you hadn't done that, I reckon you'd have been a bang on 90. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, no. a, a hell of an effort. A hell of an effort. <laughs> it, it's, it's right. It's double the time you did last time. Yeah, I was, I was confident. but and, that's, and obviously, overconfidence always does ruin it sometimes. <laughs> I tell you what, we're getting better at it. We can keep the name the 90-second review. We're getting closer. <laughs> uh, don't have to bin it off. After a shortened week last week, boys, we're back to a full weekend slate. I mean, I say a full weekend slate. There are three games on Saturday. But hey, that's the modern day Premier League weekend. Saturday's early game sees West Ham travel to Sellers Park. Adam, I'm assuming this won't take long. Are both teams safe? Will I watch it? Yeah, yeah, both both teams are safe. It's it's one well, it, it's going to be the one that you'd normally call the uh the, the Sunday snooze fest. I think this is definitely that one, but on the Saturday, um, both teams are definitely safe. Uh, West West Ham, West Ham are doing better now, and it's like they're trying to. The fans are getting behind Moyes again, um, and, and Palace they've been safe ever since Roy's gone back, which I thought would have happened with Everton. So yeah, both both teams are safe on this one. Don't much to add. Well. Uh, yeah, you probably agree with Adam, really. But you, the only other aspect to this is I just fear that they, one of them could be dragged back into it, especially with the games that are coming up below them, not not necessarily with themselves, but obviously Leeds playing teams down below them. If if somebody wins those big games, then it, it quite easily drags uh, – either of those two into it, doesn't it? So, yeah, I think Adam's right. I think the West Ham squad's got a bit too much talent in it. Uh, I still... I, I wonder whether the Palace have peaked too soon, but you just think, yeah. Yeah, overall, I think both teams should be safe. I just... Well, it's the Premier League after all, isn't it? It doesn't always go to plan, and I don't think it will for one of these teams. I just don't know who. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you've got a good point there, Dan, actually, looking at the... Uh... Looking at West Ham's fixtures, uh, they do have a they have three hard games coming up next, followed by a potentially two relegation battle games, uh, excluding Brentford in that list. So you're right if they if they do lose these next three and the teams below them start getting the points, you you you're right. Actually, they will be dragged back. You've in. also got to bear in mind they've got a semi final in the Conference League, uh, that is going to be up what a Thursday night as well. So. It only takes, uh, what, 
I dread to say it for West Ham fans, but if Declan Rice gets in, you just start to worry a little, don't you? Yeah. I for me, I've not got a lot to add, boys. It's a game I'm not that bothered about watching. If I miss it and end up watching our match of the day, fair enough. But I was in the pub last night and someone told me a fantastic a fantastic fact, so I thought I'd share it. Lucas Paqueta scored last night for West Ham. And uh, it didn't happen last night, but the last two times he'd scored, after Paqueta scored, Declan Rice scored. And that made it, on the script, on the, the scoreboard, it said, Paqueta Rice. And I thought that was fantastic. Favourite <laughs> <laughs> uh, part of the show, Adam, relevant or pointless? The last five times these two have met, both teams have scored. Uh, yeah, that's uh, relevant because I think Roy's got his team firing now, and West Ham are finding that again now as well. So you've got a you've got a high chance. Of, as much as I still think it will be a um, a boring game, I do I do see both teams scoring, but uh, it'll be one of them ones where there's just no because there's nothing really on it. There's just the, the, the one team's not going going to dominate. So yeah, it's going to be. Uh, a boring draw. Well, then, we, we didn't really do that well on the predictions last week. I and mean, we were all much of a much. I think it was four or five correct results, but no correct score. So, kick us off, Adam. What's the what's the score going to be in this one? Well, we should have probably backed but, uh, Brentford to beat Chelsea. I don't know if I mentioned that one. Uh, wasn't I quite the game of the week, you said. Way. No, no. But they were four to one to win. So, you know, that, that were good odds. Uh, this is a 1-1 draw. I do agree. I think it'll be one-one as well. To be fair, um, Dan, can you split them? Uh, I, I think uh, David Moyes has gotten going a little, a little more so than Roy Hodgson has got the Palace team going. And I think there's a bit more talent in that West Ham side than there is Palace. So I'm going two on uh, West Ham. Cool. That'll be interesting. Well, from one snooze fest to the next, the Sunday snooze fest sees Man City travel to Fulham. Fulham were back off the beach, back on the beach. Maybe they're sniffing conference football. Well, conference league football, not conference football. Um, but the Man City juggernaut just keeps rolling. Do they just clean this one up, Dan? Yeah, for me, uh, I'm I'm, str- I'm going to be uh, obviously speaking a lot on this podcast. You know, I can't go anything against the Man City side. They're just, they're steamrolling teams, aren't they? So, as much as you may like the opposition of who they're playing or, well, this week is Fulham, it's, you're struggling to say that even if they, well, they're just, as we know, last last night of, of this recording, it's uh, that uh, they've just pushed over the second best team in the league at the moment. So any argument for Fulham goes out the window, really. So, yeah, this team is just full of talent, isn't it? It's, some real, I, I fear for the Fulham side, but it's just one of those games for Fulham fans. They've just got to tick off the list, I think. I mean, Adam, uh, obviously, Harry Wilson, future Ballon d'Or player, is going to be playing, but um, does that make a big difference in the game? Yeah, yeah, definitely. As, as much as Man City, they are destroying teams at the minute, right? they're, they're, they're playing so well. Um, I do, I do think there could be a slip up in them at some point. Uh, I don't know, I'm not saying it's coming from Fulham, but I, I just, I just feel that 
Sorry, Scott. Sorry, Scott. Sorry, Scott. Can I put in here that Harry Wilson is going to make the difference in it being the difference between 4 0 and 4 1? <laughs> no, I just, I just, I just see that there is going to be a slip up at some point with Man City. I don't, I, I, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it, Fulham, Fulham could get something here. Fulham are gonna get something, you know. I like, I, I like to be different, uh, but uh, Man City is, <laughs> Man City is steamrolling teams. Like they they outplayed Arsenal last night. Um, I don't. I, I I think it's because I just don't want Man City to win the league. I want I want them to. Well, so you, so he, they've just steamrolled uh, Arsenal, but you're struggling to see how they're going to be at Fulham side. Is that correct? Yeah, but Harry Wilson's in oh. the squad. <laughs> yeah, why? Did, I, I forgot about him. Sorry. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I, 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 you know, I'm going to stick with my guns and say that uh, Fulham going to nick something here, nick, nick a point. I wouldn't say I'm not going to say all three points. But they just lost to Villa. No, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I, Erling Haaland. Who would you rather up front, Erling Haaland, Tyrone Mings? That's, yeah, I, I agree. Tyrone Mings is the better striker. <laughs> Erling Haaland did miss a hatful of chances last night, didn't he? But uh, he seemed to take his hair out of the knot and uh, found his shooting boots in the end. And I think he even pointed to it, didn't he? When he scored, like, oh, you know, my hair's down, I'm good again. Um, <laughs> the man, I tell you, what, I've never seen such a good footballer never look like he's got control of the football. I mean, he's an absolute machine, but you never have any confidence that he's going to do anything good. But he just, well, he's unstoppable, isn't he? Like, he's, he is unstoppable, but, um, well, maybe he's met his match in Harry Wilson. Um, uh, <laughs> I, do, I do feel like, Scott, if if you were his coach, could he be even better? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Dan, relevant or pointless for you? Um, in the last 17 games at Craven Cottage, one of the goalkeepers have kept a clean sheet 13 times. Relevant. There'll be another clean sheet here. I don't think Harry Harry Wilson will uh, do his credentials for the Ballon d'Or any good this week, but uh, maybe the following week. But yeah, Edison will keep a clean sheet here. Oh, what's score going to be then, Dad? Four nil. <laughs> uh, and Adam, remember you said that you think Fulham will nick a point. So you know when you predict a three nil Man City win, um, just remember that. What, what do you reckon the score will be? I reckon this is going to be nil-nil. <laughs> I do. I do. Just so well, Harry Wilson's it. playing at centre-back. <laughs> just think, <laughs> there's just something about this game that's screaming out nil-nil. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, Nathan Ake ain't playing, so that's a start. <laughs> oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to a bit more, uh, probably what you call the, the normal opinion or the regular opinion and go for... Go for a three-nil Man City win. Just regular routine. I, I think, I think the Champions League's not next week, is it? It's the following week. So you know that Man City are, have still got a little bit of time to get a bit of momentum, and maybe that's when they slip up, uh, Adam. When they, when they're focusing on Real Madrid a little bit, but I can't see them. Well, I, I hope not because they're playing Leeds that week. <laughs> but I can't see them slipping up against Fulham as uh, even if Harry Wilson has the game of his life. Um, Super Sunday sees Ryan Mason Spurs travel to Anfield. Surely this one only goes one way, Adam. 
Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go where uh, Liverpool win. They're, they're starting to get games now, back-to-back wins. Um, Spurs are just falling apart. I don't... I don't. I don't really know how to big it up on Leeds, but uh, not Leeds. Tottenham. But the 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 whole way home from the Leeds game, all we kept hearing about was how the the uh, Daniel Levy was refunding the fans that went up to Newcastle after the drubbing, uh, and unfortunately with Talksport, they like to just repeat that same argument over and over again. Kept bringing it up. Uh, so I thought I'd bring it up in the pod. So, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, the, 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 there was there was one fan on there that started saying all the players need to chip in ten grand each and pay for the drinks on Thursday night against Man United. <laughs> so what? So they're gonna have like two hundred grand on drinks. <laughs> hey, I hope that bloke listens to our podcast because he's got a good idea there. <laughs> I mean, he he did make a point, but it wasn't the same point as that you could use in an argument. Like they they are overpaid, and the 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 fans that travelled up from London to Newcastle, it's petrol money, uh, train money, flights. If you did a flight, I don't know why you would. Uh, then the ticket itself just be let down within twenty minutes. I do I, I do agree with that that Daniel Levy giving money back was a a nice gesture. Uh, but it it should really be on the players as well because it was them that let it all down. Well, so, so every time they lose, they should. Uh, no, no, not lose. Not no, not lose because it, so you have a bad day at work and you should uh, pay back pay the boss back. Yeah. yeah, I do pay the boss back though with laughter. You know, no. So uh, yeah, Liverpool are going from strength to strength, and I I, I don't see this going any other way. I mean, obviously, uh, we spoke about last week, Dan, that uh, we'd put a poll out that Harry Kane, everyone seems to think so, is moving on. Ryan Mason was already at Spurs last week. You know, he was on the touchline when the 5-1 happened as well. So, um, it's not exactly a new voice. Um, do you, what what does Spurs do? You know, are they just meandering to the end, Dan? Well, I've seen something to today or yesterday and it was that Harry, I don't and I think this may I don't think Harry Kane will push for a move that's the problem he he loves Spurs doesn't he and I think he's a bit like a a Declan Rice West Ham I don't think he's going to be like a Cristiano Ronaldo and out the club where he wants to go so I think someone's going to have to come in for a very reasonable cost I, so I, I just don't know where that one goes I think uh yeah, the, the Harry Kane one's a strange situation because every year they seem to be starting with a new manager and that new manager's going to make the biggest promises in the world, but you've really got to get someone big in that. Obviously, the Ryan Mason until the end of the season isn't going to... So if this tails off and this gets as bad as what they think it could and they're out of the Europa League, I think that the Europa League is the last chance saloon of even... Harry Kane even staying at that club. You can get the best, best manager in the world in the Europa League and potentially keep him there. If he's playing in that conference league for a year, he is not going to listen to anyone. But this game is massive. Uh, what you look at the two teams and they're both on literally uh, put against the goal difference. It's 
They're both on the 53 points, chasing that uh, fifth spot for the Europa League, aren't they? And probably your last chance saloon at the the last uh, space of the Champions League if Newcastle drop points. So this this is a must win. And I think I get what Adam's saying. Liverpool look like they're, they're just a different team, aren't they now? But uh, Yeah, yeah one, they're not... A lot lost in the last five, Liverpool. Yeah, but this could be a... I think Tottenham are going to look at this with a new manager, maybe new ideas as well. You've got rid of the bloke that was underneath Conte. Will he free him up? Will he free some of the players up? I don't know, yeah. I think it could be a draw here. Dan, would, would, if, if Pochettino ended up going back to Spurs, do you reckon Kane would give it another year? Uh, I th- Yes, I, I believe he would. But I think Chelsea have... Panicked. I've 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 spoke to people at work about this, and I think there's the uh there's a what they say a, a group of managers out there available for teams at the moment. I think you've got the Bayern Munich chap, the Nagelsmann, uh, Pochettino. I think you had Luis Enrique that not really either of them interested in Zidane. And I think yeah, I don't think either of them were going after him. But I think it was that Nagelsmann and uh, the other uh. Pochettino and I think Chelsea have I think Chelsea have got uh, Pochettino to be honest I think I think as soon as the chap got sacked for Tottenham they panicked and got Pochettino so I think it's a full it's interesting for me that um, Spurs and Liverpool are on exactly the same points I mean Liverpool at the start of the season were absolute tosh and have got better Spurs at the start of the season were quite good and have got worse now, the feeling at the moment is, you know, Liverpool are back and next year they'll go again and Tottenham, it's the end of the world. Well, the two teams there are in exactly the same position. It's funny how football works. That just in, you know, for, well, when we started this pod, we were saying, you know, is Jurgen Klopp under pressure? Well, now he's gone over five years at the club, no doubt. But um, funny how quick it changed, isn't it? Um, Adam, yes. relevant or pointless, Liverpool have not lost to Spurs in their last 11 games. Relevant. Relevant because I don't see uh, I don't see Spurs doing anything here. So yeah, what's, relevant. What's the score going to be? Um, I'll go two 0 Liverpool, and yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be an easy one for Liverpool. I think uh, Hugo Lloris is out as well, I believe, with a, a like a muscle injury or something. So can he have a it's big either that out or, with the players at half time as well? Yeah, it's that or whatever kicked off at half time, and then and then you got the Daniel Levy stuff. Because uh, he, he's clearly he's clearly more of a problem at that club than it's worth. Otherwise, I think Poch would have been back before then. So yeah, uh, yeah, two 0 Liverpool win. Dan, I think you said it was going to be a draw, but you got an exact score. Yeah, I'm I'm going two all, Scott two. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go for a three one win. I I think I've said they're both what the same. Spurs. <laughs> Liverpool a goal with the momentum, and for me, I, I saw a clip of. Um, Stellini and Ryan Mason with their hands over the mouth because they all do it you know we can't let the camera see what we're saying as I think it was the fourth goal went in against Newcastle and I'm assuming they were just stood there going well this is rubbish isn't it and the other bloke going yep yeah, it's it's not very good um, I, I don't know why they needed to cover their mouth so I mean he's there he's been there I can't see him changing a lot Monday Night Football sees a huge bottom of the table clash as Leicester host Everton Dan, if either of these teams lose, are they down? Uh, no, no, I don't think. I don't think they're down. 
I think obviously the listeners have got to know as well, we're recording this on the Thursday, but bear in mind, we haven't heard the Everton score of tonight. So uh, it, uh, well, it does all depend on Everton's result against Newcastle tonight. Obviously, Leicester's uh, mindset shouldn't really change. It's a must-win game for us, us uh, the king power. I think, I think a lot of the teams down the bottom are now coming to start playing one another and Every team that is at home, it's becoming that must-win game. A bit like the Leicester against Leeds, uh, obviously at Ellen Road. It was must-win for Leeds, but it wasn't for Leicester, even though they were slightly... But I, I, I fear... Well, I can't, I can't fear anything, really, because Leicester have actually hit the best run in about the last seven games that we've had. So it's strange to be saying that we're in the bottom uh, three, but... We've took four points out of the last six. So, uh, but that then also tells me that everyone in the bottom, what, six is uh, taking results. And I keep hearing that Dominic Calvert-Lewin's back for Everton, which is, I it, it, it's in the back of my mind. I am slightly worried. I think he is a good striker. And yeah, yeah, I, I think, I think there's a lot of twists and turns still to go in this relegation scrap. I really do, Scott. Obviously, Adam, by the time Leicester play, Everton and Southampton will have both played tonight. Personally, I fancy Everton getting some against Newcastle because I just think they'll be right up for it because of the old Anthony Golden saga. Um, so potentially it could be worse for Leicester by the time they play in terms of their position with Everton. Um, Southampton will have played twice. Um, Leeds and Bournemouth will have played each other. I mean, things could be looking quite difficult for Leicester by the time this game kicks off. Um are you going? I suppose that's the big question. Uh, then I was going to paint my nails Monday night. Um, yeah, I've, I'll be I'll be going to this one. Um, I, I wasn't clapping Snake Spear on Tuesday, despite some people trying to force it down me. I waited for him to go down the tunnel, then I gave my appreciation uh, clap out. Uh, but it was only the one clap. It was a. Uh, um, uh, your missus has told me that uh, there's a C Shakespeare doing your nails, though. <laughs> I I worry why you're talking to my missus. <laughs> uh, so do I. <laughs> uh, no, I, um, I I I think I kind of like go back to that other question, and I I I do believe, and I've mentioned it just off off air, as you'd like to call it is if I could take Leicester out of the equation on a relegation, I would. But if I'm if I'm being truthful, if Everton win this game, Leicester are strong contenders to be relegated. And I, and I do believe we would go down at this point. Sorry, uh, Adam. If we lose to Everton. They'd be left with, what was it, Fulham, Newcastle, Liverpool, West Ham. West Ham. Yeah, so not an easy... What about the situation of uh, if... Bournemouth lose tonight. Are they dragged back into it? Yeah, I would say that because it doesn't. They they don't look safe, and you know you go you go to the the first comment before of the the West Ham Palace game, and they could easily get dragged in it again. So the tape the table isn't over, but it's just the case that when you're looking at it and Everton are below Leicester at the minute, and if then. Newcastle, if they beat Newcastle and then they beat Leicester, all of a sudden they've got five points on us. 
that instantly puts more pressure on Leicester to get the wins. And at that point, that's when the harder games start coming in. So yeah, it's the same situation as like the West Ham. Yeah, um, I agree. I think if you look at the Southampton fixtures, what they've got Bournemouth and then if they've got Leeds at the week. Uh... Yeah, Leeds, Bournemouth against Leeds, isn't it? It's a ma- another massive game. Who have Southampton got, sorry, at the weekend? Uh, uh, Newcastle, I think. Uh, okay, yeah, they could be. I think it feel like the next couple of weeks will be the end of Southampton, to be honest. Yeah, there's a there's a stat floating around as well that Leicester haven't kept a uh, clean sheet since the World Cup. So the only team in the top five uh, English divisions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah, it, it looked like oh, we we're going to move on quickly, but on Tuesday night they looked like the dominant team, but they also looked like any. Half a chance. I think both sides did, to be fair. And he's half a chance and the defenders didn't know what to do. Um, as summed up by Bamford's miss and Vardy just maybe losing that half a yard. He never would have been offside three, four years ago for that second goal. And, you know, it's that panic pressure in it. To, um, yeah, but going to that, Scott, I, I, I still wonder how Austria's top goal scorer doesn't know how to shoot. And he was in the perfect position just to pull the trigger there, being set right. aside to pass it. I mean, so, Kelechi and Nacho could be a big miss if he's injured. I, I yeah. think he had a good game, I did. Um, I yeah. feel like uh, Vardy looked like he had a weight lifted off his shoulders, though. As soon as he got that cold, I thought he looked pretty sharp after that, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, because, that's because he's sick of people calling his wife a grass every game and then not being able to act him back. He'll get that uh, at Leicester. <laughs> Dan, relevant or pointless? In the last five meetings between these two teams... The home team has failed to win. Great. <laughs> pointless. I'm going to say pointless because I, uh, I'm going for my... Uh, I'm uh, sitting with my father on this game. So it's his, <laughs> it's his birthday on Saturday. So uh, I'm hoping it's a good birthday present, to be fair, Scott. Happy birthday, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> well, what scores are going to be then, Dan, for your, for your dad's birthday? Hey, it's going to be a good... It, we're going to be partying before and after Scott, so 3 0. Oi, oi, Adam, I mean, how many goals are you going to see? How many goals um, are you going to watch from the concourse? I reckon this is going to be another 2 1 Leicester win, like it was against Wolves. We're going, definitely going to concede, definitely going to concede. But it's definitely my heart giving that, that uh, scoreline. Everton owe us a favour. We kept them up last year, didn't we? If you remember the last season, Everton were right in the bottom three and uh, they played us at our place and beat us and, uh, and at their place and beat us. Michelenko. Yeah, in, a, in the space of about two weeks. So they owe us a favour. So I want to go for a 2-1 win as well. I think it'd be very nervy. Um, it could be 1-1 quite late. And uh, they were sort of, I don't know. I don't know who's going to nick the goal, to be honest. Could be anyone. Um Tillemans cracker. He deserves one after that finish of the night. He deserves a winner. So, Tillemans. Tillemans will score the winner. <laughs> Boys, that leaves us with the draft of the remaining games. Adam, where are you taking us? Yeah, let's go with... Man, Man U Villa. That would be a good game. I, um, I see... Well, I don't, know. I don't know actually. It will be a good game. It'll be a tight one because the way Villa are playing at the minute. But then they Villa can also get undone. Um, 
Ah, oh, I don't Villa's form's good. Man U, they're not lost in three. Man, uh, yeah, close game. I've, I can't really give you much um, data on this one. Well, Rashford's scoring for fun, isn't he? I thought your last predictions, he wins games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's probably still a doubt, bless him. You know, he's, he's very injury prone. No, obviously, Man U have got the, the three games in hand on, um, on Aston Villa, so... The, if Man U win this, I think Villa's Champions League position is in jeopardy, just just for the sole fact of the three games over Villa. Um, but I think this will be a very good game, and it, you don't normally say that when you put in two teams like Man U and Villa together. It's just a you'd, you'd easily put it down as a Man U win. And obviously, uh, Unai Emery's manager of the year contender Dan. So um, can they can they get three points from uh, Old Trafford? Uh, not from Old Trafford. I think if it had been the other way around and they were at the Villa Park, I think this would have been a well, it'd have been a much better game, wouldn't it? So, uh, yeah, I feel I think Villa fans are very optimistic if they think they're making the top four now. I think that's done and dusted, but they'll be happy with Europa League, won't they? Oh, for sure, absolutely. Considering where they were when he came in, um, yeah, well. Relevant or pointless, Adam? Aston Villa have won eight out of their last ten games. It's hard because you could say relevant because their form has been great for Villa. Um, Leicester, Forest. And then again, yeah, they've had an easy. You could say they've had an easy running. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to actually call this one pointless now because I think this is where it ends for them. I think Manu will get a win. United play a day later as well. So sorry, they're playing tonight when the recording's made. What's going to be the score going to be, Adam? Uh, two two one uh, United. Dan. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going three one. Um, now, this was some very lazy research. So I don't know how true it is, but Bruno Fernandez, as a man who you can see rolling around the pitch every other week, you know he's constantly rolling around. Looks like he's been shot most of the time. Um, he's an injury doubt apparently this weekend, and uh, considering obviously he's always hurt, and you know, I mean, how that man's still alive, I don't know. This could be apparently the first game in his career that he's ever missed through injury, which is fairly impressive. Um, What's that, yeah, I, like I said, it's the internet, so anything, anything could be true, it could be false. I'm going to go two two. I'm going to go two two. I think it could be goals, but uh, I think Villa could nick. Dan, where are you taking us next? Uh, I'm going to go the Bournemouth Leeds. I'm going to go the other end of the table. Shock. So, obviously, uh, uh, as the listeners know, I'm a big fan of Gary O'Neill. I think uh, Leeds, they're scoring goals, aren't they? But they're, uh, obviously, leaking goals at the back. I just, I can't see a Leeds side breaking down the Bournemouth side. At, ho- at Bournemouth, at least, Uh I think, obviously, we know that uh, Bournemouth are playing tonight against uh, a Southampton side away from home. But uh, I think if, if if potentially they win on Thursday night, which it, it will be tonight, but uh, if they win tonight and beat Leeds at home, I th- it's, it's, it's as good as done for them, I think. Uh, they'll Their fans will be going into that uh, game at the weekend in party mode, really. Adam, um, you've relegated Leeds a couple of times and you've had them safe. I'm not sure if you've relegated Bournemouth. I know you've relegated most teams, but I think Bournemouth have always been safe. 
Um, yeah. If, <clears throat> if they beat Leeds, I assume, you know, definitely safe. I wouldn't say definitely safe, just, just for the fact, again, of what we were saying earlier about how close it still is at the bottom, that a couple of results, there's still six games, six games left, four, four five, how many games left? Okay, so say five games left. So there's, there's still plenty of plenty of points available. Um but yeah, I, I don't see anything getting past Bournemouth on this one. Their home form's quite good and leads leads do struggle at the back, like Dan said. Um Tuesday there was uh, praising that Melia for being a goalkeeper, but I don't really think he's really done much to be praised about. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see anything other than a Bournemouth win here. I was surprised at the result of the weekend, though. Uh, you, the Bournemouth uh, obviously lost 4-0 last West Ham, uh, 4-0 against West Ham at home. So, that obviously puts all our uh, comments really to... Uh, Shame, really, when we're saying, oh, yeah, they're quite good at home. Even myself, obviously, not just Slayton Adams. But uh, <laughs> I just expect them to come out a bit more fighting next time. I think that was a bit, a bit of a blip. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely a, uh, two big games coming up. Yeah. Um, Dan, relevant or pointless? Leeds have only won one game this season where they haven't conceded. So, sorry, I'm just. Are you always trying to just to uh, recap what you've? Uh, <laughs> they've only won yeah. one game, all right? One nil, two nil, three nil, four nil. Yeah, you know, a clean sheet. Yeah, yeah. They've got a clean sheet and won the game. That's happened once all season. It's pointless because they're not going to win this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm glad I, I'm glad I clarified that just for just for that reaction. Um, Thank you very much, Scott. Well, what's the score going to be, Dan? It's going to be two one Bournemouth. I think Adam, you said nothing but a Bournemouth win. So, what's the score going to be? Yeah, I'm going to go two 0 Bournemouth on this one. I reckon uh, I could be totally pre-scoring, pre-scoring leads, uh, not scoring. I scored against Leicester. Uh, I could be totally wrong because we don't know the results from tonight, but I think Bournemouth will beat Southampton. Um, and then points probably good for them. So I'm going to go for a 1 1 draw. Uh, Adam, where are we going? I'm going to take us to Brighton Wolves. Big uh, big loss for them in, the, in, in midweek against Forest. It took a chunk out of their. Push up the table. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not over for Brighton. Still on forty nine points for three games in hand over Villa. Um, so for for Europe, definitely is still on Champions League now. I think it is a bit too much. They've still got the same number of games as Man U. But the the win if they if they had beat Forest in a week, it would have put them looking really good for Champions League places. But that was that was a, a shock result. I was, I was surprised about it. Um and, and Wolves seem to be doing win one, lost one, win one, lost one at the minute. So um I I think it's gonna have a good game and Brighton are definitely gonna want wanna put their wrongs right or correct their wrongs or whatever the saying is. Um so yeah, good good game. Brighton Brighton win. Um 
Dan, I, I think uh, the game against Forest the other night was probably a bit of a, a semi-final hangover, wasn't it? They probably deserved not to lose to Man United, maybe, or, or a bit of a nothing game, I suppose, but probably a bit down after that. Um, do they recover against Wolves? Yeah, well, if you're going by anything by the table, you're hoping that Zerbi gets... You give him a bit of a, a lapse of the weekend results, I suppose, because, like you said, uh, they lost in the FA Cup, which also went into its time. So it was longer than what they're normally used to. But, uh, yeah, obviously, they've got so many games. Well, two games in hand on most teams above them. So... This is still a very interesting game. If Brighton win this, there. Eh? Well, you look on what our predictions recently have been of uh, uh, potentially Man U beating Villa, and if Brighton win this game, it, it makes that uh, Europa League space a bit interesting, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, Adam, relevant or pointless? Fifty percent of the matches at the Amex Stadium between these two sides have ended in a draw. And is this when it's a League One stadium again? <laughs> I think again. When it had 30,000 fans. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Brian were playing in League One at the Amex. <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah, 50, 50% of the time. I mean, the, the, the problem you have with that stat or that question you put to me is this is, this is I wouldn't say a freak season for Brighton. But they are playing much better than they have in the last result, last couple of seasons, and Wolves are having a, a bad season. So, well, not actually, Wolves aren't having a bad season. This is about right for Wolves. The, the, they'll always be thirteenth, preferably. You just trying to wind me up again? <laughs> How are they having a free no. season, Brian? Because they're, they're they're pushing for Champions League places. Remember, he said they got a freak season. Also, bear in mind, on the back of a few of these teams underperforming a bit, I, I, obviously we're all Leicester fans, but with the, they got uh, credited with, oh, it was a shock win of the league. These teams are performing badly. Your Liverpools, your Tottenham's, your Chelsea's, all underperforming. Brighton are playing well. I don't care. It's not... A, Freak season. It's a freak season for those three teams, not Brighton. No. Was it, was it relevant or pointless in the end, Adam? I can't remember. Uh, uh, but it's pointless, I think, because I think Brighton are going to win. Uh, hey, Scott, scoring? his view is pointless. <laughs> <laughs> Your pointless scoreline then, Adam? Uh, I'm going to go 1 0 Brighton. Dan? Yeah, uh, I'm going yeah, 2 1 Brighton. I'll go two one Brian as well. I think uh, Adam said one loss, one loss, one loss for Wolves. And I think they won the other day, didn't they? So they're going to lose. Um, so so two one. Yeah. Um, two games to go, Dan. Where are you taking us? Well, uh, I'm going to Newcastle. Uh, I think obviously we're still guessing at what the Southampton result might be tonight. But <laughs> I honestly, uh, I fear, I fear from if they lose tonight, this could be. The end for him, I think. Uh, Curtains. I think, uh, yes, exactly, Adam. Uh, I think uh, Newcastle are absolutely flying at the moment. I have a few friends that are Newcastle fans, which I hate to be saying that they're flying, but and I hope that they crumble. But uh, yeah, no. On the back side of that, it's they're playing well, aren't they? I've uh, 
Yeah, I've added Isaac into my uh, dream team because I think he's flying. So there's a reason for that. So how many goals will yeah. Newcastle uh, score it could in the be first twenty minutes, Adam? Uh, zero, zero. Oh. Yeah, the I think I, I I um I think Newcastle will win, but it's going to be a boring first half. Both teams are just going to sit back, defend. It's going to be a, it's going to, it's going to be a tragic game. This one, I think. <laughs> and oh. Funny enough, look when you look at the Southampton, they've, they've won six all season. One of them was Chelsea, and two of them were Leicester. It's not good. One time, one time we'll put this show on YouTube and you can watch all of Dan's facial reactions to all of Adam's statements, because some of them are fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Adam, um, (laughs) Dan, relevant or pointless, in 21 Premier League games between these two teams, Newcastle have kept a a clean sheet in only 19% of them. Oh yeah, I think I think uh, it's pointless because Newcastle won't keep a clean sheet this week. I think Southampton score the odd goal. I just don't think they score enough. To be honest, I think it'll be like three one Newcastle. To be honest, is that your score prediction, or is it going to be like that? No, it's going to be three. <laughs> it's going to be three one. Oh, two gonna Isaac, be- two Isaac, and uh, one Callum Wilson. <laughs> I know this is nothing to do with the Newcastle-Southampton game, but just looking at this as well, Southampton also beat Chelsea twice this year. So oh, wow. out of four, four, four out of the six wins have beat Leicester twice and Chelsea twice. And Chelsea are also relegation battle candidates. So <laughs> let's put that there. You said they're not getting relegated, though. <laughs> just because you touched on it, Adam, um, we put a poll out in the week because you'd said Chelsea might go down. I just wanted to let you know, 85% of our followers said that you'd lost your marbles. And I think tonight, <laughs> Dan's probably agreeing. <laughs> hey, it was closer than that earlier, I've though. i a few times, Scott. <laughs> uh, yeah, so 3-1 three, three, you said, didn't you, Dan? So for me, oh, I'm going to go 3-0. 3-0, yeah. I don't and see that. And I'll say 2-1. Two one to Newcastle. Uh, interesting, interesting. Uh, one game to go. One game to go, Adam. Mm, I don't know. I got I got slated when I backed Brentford last time. Um, who slated me? Oh, Wops. It was Wops when I said the oh, Brentford were going to beat Chelsea. Well, same's going to happen here. Brentford are going to beat Forest. The tricky trees will have their roots dug up. Uh, this away, uh, this away fixture. So up, up the bees, and hopefully there's plenty of honey on them trees. <laughs> I tell you, that might be the best thing you've ever said. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know where to go from there. Uh, Dan, um, Boris won in the week. I think they've climbed out the relegation zone, haven't they? So, um, how big a game is this for them? Oh, it's massive, isn't it, Scott? Uh, to be honest, a lot of the times I try to go against what Adam says because I just think he's. Just on here to wind me up, but uh, yeah, I'm hoping that Brentford do it. But you got to look at that result the other night where it was what was it? Uh, 2 1, 3 1. Oh, they beat Brighton 3 1. So, you've got to take that momentum into this game because I look at this uh, Brentford side and you're still playing against them and you're like. 
they're they're a good squad. It, you put eleven against eleven, and this team should probably match Forest. Actually, it, it isn't going to blow the Forest team away. And I I fear, well, for us Leicester City fans on here, but uh, yeah, I do fear that this could be a shock result again. I'm I'm worried about the momentum. I'm worried about Brentford probably accepting that they're not going to make Europe now. Is there season? Probably exchanging Fulham for their holiday period. I think we've probably got to look at Brentford being on their holiday period now. So, yeah, yeah. I'm worried it is. See what you mean. Um, Adam, relevant or pointless? Brentford have lost one of their last 15 home matches. Yeah, great, great stat. They obviously like the uh, home support. They, uh, it's relevant. I'll put that in there to tick that one off. Uh, yeah, the home support clearly get behind the fans, and they're going to need it to to beat Forest because I do think it will be a hard game. But I think Brentford, like like Dan said, that the momentum from this three uh, one win at the weekend will try and just encourage them to climb that table now. But hopefully, Brentford could uh, sort something out of that one. What's going to be Adam? Uh, I'm going to say a 1-0 Brentford win. I don't think it's going to be a hammer and I think it'll be a, a close one. Dan? Uh, if I was going with my head, I'd probably say a forest win, but I'm going to go with my heart here. I'm taking a draw here. 1-1. Uh, 1-1. There we go. That, that's the last bit we needed for a score prediction. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Scott. I'm going to go 2-0 Brentford. Um, I think Forest are... I know they push Liverpool close, but um, you know I'm going to back the fact that they're not great away from home and they pick up a lot of results at home. And um, yeah, I know Brentford are tailing off a bit, but uh, our boy, our boy will bag. So uh, two 0 Brentford. <laughs> Boys, it's time for the Sunday League podcast, Tony Treble, in honour of my uncle Tony for legal purposes. Last week, one of us got it right. You can figure out who that was. Uh, through the lack of... Was knowledge. Adam? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Definitely wasn't Adam. Um, <laughs> so, we've still failed to hit it. Dan, just to remind you, whilst you're laughing, Adam, I think you picked Arsenal, who uh, drew the bottom of the league. Um, <laughs> yeah, on the Friday night Ryan, game. Was... Uh, so, Dan, you've got to make up for it. Where are you going this week? Oh, well, I feel like... We've probably uh, been around the bush a few times. I'm going to go Man City to beat Fulham, obviously against Adam's wishes. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you really are pushing the boat out there, Dan. You're, you're really laying it on the line. Yeah. But you can guarantee that's a banker. <laughs> well, you can't. You said Fulham were going to go. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. I thought, I looked on Paddy Power and I thought, oh, good odds here. <laughs> um, so, obviously, you can't take the draw as the banker, Adam. So, where are you taking us? Uh, hmm. I think there's only two games left of the League One fixture. I think I'm going to go to Derby County, who are playing Portsmouth. They have to... Uh, <laughs> they have to up the uh, Derby have to win to stay in the playoffs. Portsmouth aren't going to make the playoffs now, but 
it's a close one between Derby and Peterborough for sixth and seventh. I don't want Derby to come up, by the way. I want them to stay where they are. But you know what? No, scrap that. I'm not having Derby just for the sake that it's Derby County. So scrap that, right? I'm going to go Ipswich Town. Okay. Okay. So, interestingly, um, it's almost like you've read my mind. I've stuck with Premier League teams all the way through our bankers. Um, I'm staying in League One as well. Um, five points clear, two games to go at home against Burton on Saturday. Um, so it could be the return to the Championship for the Pilgrims. So, I'm going to put Plymouth on there, um, see them promoted up to the Championship. And worryingly, uh, Leicester might be facing a long trip down, down south next season. But, um, you know, that's for another day. So, the banker, Man City, Ipswich and Plymouth. Um, we'll get it out on our social media. Like I've said a couple of times, you can be with us. Um, we've not had much luck, so maybe you're better off going against us. Um, Could we'll I just say out. one thing, Scott? Go for it. <laughs> uh, obviously, in all of that, we've had a, a regular listener. that was a regular friend of ours as well. Uh, I'd just like to congratulate Sheffield United on promotion to the premiership uh, a good friend of ours jack walters uh, was at the game last evening uh yesterday evening so yeah good luck to the blades in the premier league yeah up the, up the owls we'll meet you there up the owls oh sorry i'm still looking at league one <laughs> yeah, the blades oh well. I, just, oh. I, I remember jack a long time ago and i, I remember how much you just mentioned in the word sheffield wednesday to embroiled his blood so yeah, that one's for you, Jack. Yeah, good to get a listener a shout and then completely ruin it by getting calling in the wrong team. So, um, yeah. Anyway, the banker at TSL Podcast 4, no doubt be on the Facebook. Dan, as you always say, make sure you gamble responsibly. Eh? Um, only lose, pay what you can lose to afford and all that. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll win this. Huh? <laughs> okay, on Monday's pod, boys, I set you this week's mystery footballer. Here's a reminder. A Nigerian footballer who played most of his career in the 90s. After an unspectacular start at Bournemouth, a move helps him push Man United close to the 1993 Premier League title. The scorer of Norwich's first ever European goal, the first player to score more than three goals in a Premier League game. He made 123 appearances at Wimbledon, which saw him reach two domestic semi-finals. Now, Adam, you've not had much luck. You've had a few days to have a think. Any ideas? No, I am... Um... Thing is, I don't want to look like a clown, you know. I don't want to come out with a name and you'd be like, no, nah, that's not it, mate. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to stick and say, unfortunately, no, I don't know this one. Dan, last week you got a bit of help from the Facebook followers. Have you got any ideas this week? No, unfortunately not this week, Scott. Uh, yeah, like Adam, I didn't want to look like the clown. So I have to apologise. I feel like I may have cheated and I feel like I cheated wrong as well. <laughs> so when I looked into it, all I could... I, I typed this in on Google by accident. Obviously, I didn't want to cheat, but I was just astounded what? that they Norwich have beat Bayern Munich in Hell Europe. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't think that was the African striker we were looking for. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I've cheated badly, but that is incredible. Whatever Norwich City fans are. <laughs> I'm joining the Norwich City bandwagon here. We didn't put them on the banker. Uh, well, the good news is, boys, um, one of our Twitter followers did get it. 
Hype No Gorilla. I'm not sure if that's his real name or she, but um, they did manage to get it. Um, Effin Akoku. Effin Akoku, what a man. Um, Are you swearing? <laughs> oh, Effin Akoku, still do, he's on um, Super Sunday from time to time. He does a bit of punditry. I thought you might know this one this week. I was a bit more confident in you both. No idea. No idea. I'm, um, I'm happy that the, uh, the listeners have joined you in on uh, Twitter and fair play to them. Yeah, I'm starting to think that these uh, people on Twitter are, are doing a Dan and Googling this. <laughs> uh, well, we'll, we'll come back with another one next week, Adam, and you never know. Maybe next week's your week. Yeah. <laughs>